Welcome to the Team Packed Podcast with your hosts, Jessica McIntyre and Quentin Cools. We hope to inspire you to think critically and biblically about current issues facing our culture, challenge you to make a difference in your community, and ultimately change the world. In this episode, Submission to Authority, Quentin Cools sits down with 2022 Team Packed Program Directors, Stephen DeLoglis from Virginia and Caleb Sayers from Florida, to consider how to wisely discern what biblical submission to governing authority really looks like. Thanks for joining us. Hey, everybody. This is Quinn, and thanks for joining us for the Team Pack podcast. I'm here with two of our 2022 Team Pack program directors, Caleb Sayers and Stephen DeLoglis. Um, Caleb, maybe first, if you could tell us a little bit about yourself, your Team Pack experience, and say hi to everybody listening. Yeah, absolutely. Hey, guys. Uh, so my name is Caleb Sayers, and I have the opportunity to serve as a program director for Team Pack in this 2022 season. Uh, I went to my first Team Pack class in 2017, and I staffed uh, later on in the 2020 season, interned last year, and um, yeah, super excited for this opportunity and the classes that I've been able to do this season. Um, it's been an incredible opportunity, and happy to be here. Yeah, Caleb will be serving at National Convention, um, helping to lead worship uh, this year, which is going to be really fun, something that you love to do. I'm also joined by Stephen DeLoglis um, from Virginia. Stephen, if you could tell us a little bit about yourself and your Team Pact experience. Absolutely. My name is Stephen DeLoglis. I'm located just, in, just outside of Richmond, Virginia, in Chesterfield, Virginia. I've been doing Team Pact since 2017, and it has been a blast to program direct this year. Thanks, nice. Quinn. Yeah. What What are some of the things you guys have enjoyed most? Um, maybe Stephen, you you give me the your, you know your take on this. What this season in this role that you've enjoyed in a different way? You know, you've been able to travel the country. You've been able to lead a bunch of different student bodies, different staff teams, that sort of thing. What's been something that stood out to you? Yeah, I think particularly this year, and I didn't expect this at all. Um, there's just been an essence of. I've had a different perspective of the year. Okay. So I think past years, it's easy to get wrapped up in the hype of it, if you will, in the, sure. the hustle and uh, bustle of everything. I've noticed that in all these classes I've gone on this year, I have had such little stress and it's almost mm. been very, very laid back. And that perspective has been so freeing. Um, almost just a thing where it's like, oh, I could rush and get this assignment done or I could just sit with that student in the corner and talk about this crazy dog that he saw the other day. It's just <laughs> right. like dumb little yeah. stuff like that. Yeah. But it's been so much more fulfilling and just enjoyable. And I feel like I could genuinely get to step out of like, oh, big like staffer, or like yeah. big intern and just, I don't know. I just feel like Steven this season. Yeah, that's awesome. It's just I, like relaxing. It's <laughs> one of my favorite things. So, you know, I've been leading national convention for a few years and um, because at national convention, you're, you're not the MC. Um, you don't get that same relationship with the student body. They don't really get to know you as much. And so you're kind of like, oh, Quinn, the program director of National <laughs> Convention or whatever. And so you get these weird comments as you're walking across, you know, the coffee house area or something. And so what I've done is I've started to just like linger with that student that makes some random comment and they don't really know me. And I'm just like, no, no, no. I want to get to know you. Let's let's sit and have a conversation or come with me to the cafeteria. Let's sit down and have a meal. Like, And it's been fun because like you said, like when you're not like, constantly anxious and stressed about yeah. like the schedule stuff and you can just kind of linger with a student or a few people 
it's like, that's where I feel like a lot of ministry happens in Teen Pact is just those one-on-one conversations or small group conversations. So I'm totally with you on that. That's, yeah. that's been a blast. So Caleb, what about you? You've been serving as a program director um, for a few classes now, and you've got a few more to go. Yeah. Um, what are, what are some of the favorite things you've enjoyed as a, as a PD? Yeah, absolutely. So, I mean, I think the thing that makes PDing, you know, never get old. And it was something that I learned a lot about last year within the internship is like, you know, there becomes a point in the season where, you know, you're doing class after class, you're going state to state, a lot of the similar travel, um, you know, a lot of the similar elements you're teaching within the program and whatnot. Um, and so it, it kind of gets to a point where sometimes it becomes a routine and becomes like, you know, this is very regular. Um, but one of the things that I think the Lord has been showing a lot this season is just like, you know, it never gets old, you know, with the personal connections and the personal um uh, relationships and the things that the student body is learning, things that I'm learning in each class, that's very unique to every single week, you know, with, within the alumni track, within, um, you know, any conversation within, you know, talking about, you know, a dog that, you know, the student saw or something like that. Like those are all really specific and unique opportunities. And so it's like, yeah, I do a lot of similar things within it comes week to week and yeah, I'm the program director each week and like that becomes a routine, but there's a lot of just like little moments within like, you know, what we do and what our purpose serves at, uh, team pack and having this opportunity that, you know, the Lord shows a lot of his blessings and a lot of his mercies within just like, you know, how good he is within these little moments of, you know, having these small conversations or, you know, talking to them or students about, you know, this new concept or things that I'm thinking about, things that I'm learning. They're all very unique when you go to each different class. And so I think it's one thing that uh, the Lord's been opening my eyes to see is just like, you know, how each conversation, each interaction is so different uh, because, I mean, it really is just, you know, it's different people and it, it's different things that we're learning. We're all in different, you know, walks in life. Um, and so that's been a really cool opportunity just to kind of have those moments to really see, you know, each week as its own and each week as specific, you know, purpose that the Lord has for that. Um, and so that's been a blessing for me to see. And it's been really encouraging for me as the season goes on. And as I have a few more classes to do um, that, you know, I'm just, it gives me a lot of excitement and a lot of encouragement just to know that like, you know, there's something new specifically, you know, waiting for me, the students, the staff, like all together, you know, at this next week, you know, and that's like, it, it just makes you, you know, more and more excited just for the kingdom work that's being done. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I love how Teen Pact has, I mean, I guess you could say evolved or progressed or just kind of gotten more focused on that discipleship ministry right, work, right. those conversations, yeah. the relationships, like, it feels like each year there's even a greater sense of the Lord has something to do this week with these people. Like, let's be about that business. Yeah, absolutely. And as young people, man, I just, I love being a part of that. It's such a faith building thing. Yeah. We're like, yeah, we're going to go off to college or we're going to go off to a career and, you know, maybe in a different city or maybe in our hometown, whatever it is. But wherever God leads us, we're going to take like all these experiences and, blessings that God is giving us in this season of life. And, and I feel like, you know, having been a former program director, I can say this to you too. Um, I felt like program director, if you use like a military analogy, like interning was going off to boot camp, and then program directing was like special seals training or something <laughs> like that, where it was like, you, sure. you got this extra training and experience that God was just like packing your bags, packing your experience, packing your training, saying like, I'm sending you off into the rest of life and there's good stuff ahead. Yeah, and here's some extra stuff to prepare you for that. So I, I'm just floored for you guys. You guys are going to have an awesome time finishing out the season. You got national convention ahead of you. It's going to be a blast, but really in the next years of your life, I think you'll look back on this season as like a really significant part of that. Right. 
Well, we are hopping into our topic. We've been talking about um, voting in America and uh, specifically as, as we kind of land the plane on these different podcast episodes, I wanted this to be kind of a, a final episode where we consider um, in, a, in a particular way how our role as Christians in America, Christians citizen, Christian citizens, has a different um, has a has a different effect and a different responsibility than non-Christians. Um, so this is this is really trying to engage that that lens in a particular way. And so I, I kind of want to start out by just identifying that man, like people don't do this very well in yeah. Yeah. in American culture, really probably in any culture relating to governing authority. Okay, so um, you know there's there's the classic. Uh, I think it's in the movie School of Rock. Uh, where where uh, the character talks about how uh, really rock music is anything against the man, and as long as you get angry against the man, like that's going to produce some epic rock music, you know. And culturally, I feel like that's kind of how people relate to government. Yeah, where it's like we're anything against the man, like anything that would restrict my liberty, anything that would be something different than what I want, like I'm against the man. And as a Christian, that's not what we're called to do, but let's linger here for a moment. Yeah. Where do we see that um, culturally, politically, where where people just, you know, they kind of want what they want and say what they say and don't really engage a biblical view of government? Yeah. <clears throat> and it's cool, like, to talk about that and the idea that as Christians, you know, this applies within, you know, the idea of voting or within the idea of government or anything that we're doing within our culture. There's a specific role that Christians take on with that and, you know, what we believe our faith calls us to do. And I think about it within this idea of, you know, the responsibility that Christ gives us in creation. Um, and I always kind of put it together within the, the word responsibility. It's like there's a response to our ability, you know. So with any ability that Christ has given us in the way that he created us, we have a response to play I love with that. that. And there's a specific, you know, way that we're called to, um, in a way, react to those actions, you know. Yeah. And so within voting, within, you know, responding to our culture, you know, there is, you know, there is a very specific call to response, you know, when it comes to voting, when it comes to government, when it comes to everything that we understand about, you know, the way our country works in the constitution, the way it's set up, there is a response to that, you know, and there's, there's kind of like, you know, you take that to different spectrums, you know, what's the right response, you know, where, where is it, you know, too far that, you know, that's not, you know, what we're called to do, or where is that, you know, this is our proper response as Christians, you know, understanding things that are going around the world around us, but ultimately like understanding that, you know, there is a response rooted deep into the identity that Christ created us for ultimately to represent him well and bring him glory. You know, and that, that's, that's why we care about these things. That's why teen pact is so passionate about teaching government and teaching, you know, yeah. around this culture that, you know, you know, why, why it's important to understand the things that we do um, is because, you know, we want to do it for the, pur- for the purpose of glorifying Christ and, you know, becoming, you know, imitators of him in those moments. Um, and so like having that response and being intentional to look for, you know, the way that we're supposed to respond specifically within, you know, this context of voting, I think is, you know, something very specific to like, you know, what we're called to as Christians. Yeah, totally. I think, you know, when I think about the way that we engage politically, when there's somebody else in power that we didn't put in power, uh, is very telling of whether or not we're willing to be submissive. Um, Oftentimes, it seems like an American government, if you've put in a particular, um, let, let's say you voted for, you know, the president 
and that president puts in a Supreme Court justice or gets a certain piece of legislation onto his desk and gets it signed. And, and it's like, rah, rah, yes, we are awesome. We've, we're in power. We've got, you know, these policies passing just like we wanted. Yes, we're winning. You know, there's kind of this, there's this energy that comes from being mm. on the quote unquote winning side. But submission often really becomes a, a hot topic and, in, in, you know, in, or at least it becomes a, a point of contention, I should say, when you're not winning. Yeah. When somebody, when you maybe actually lost an election or maybe somebody that you voted for kind of turns their back on something that they said they would do. And now they're supporting, you know, this bill that you really did not want them to support. Right. And so I'm curious, Stephen, maybe you could speak to this. What? What do you think like the difference is in the way that a Christian should should be submitting to governing authorities versus the way that people tend to not submit to governing authorities, especially when it's somebody you disagree with or somebody that's um, make, maybe making you feel like a political loser, you know, yeah. for a period of time? Like, what does biblical submission even look like? Yeah. Politics isn't really a new concept maybe maybe the democratic republic this constitution that we live in is honestly a pretty fresh experiment that we're living in but this concept of submission um, political uh, opposition it, it, it littered throughout history um, the most common ones that I think most Christians are familiar with is just what Paul um, encouragements instructions he gives during the time of Nero um, right like the horrendous treatment Christians were living underneath that, w- that was pretty big opposition, right? But immediately he calls them to, to submission, right? Um, gentleness and respect. In Romans, we see another reference. Um, this is in Romans, Romans 13, where it says, let every person be subject to their governing authorities. I think that's where this conversation has to start, mm. is, is mm-hmm. by defining what is the governing authority, right? Is, is it your teacher? Okay, is it your pastor? Is right. it the president? Is it the Supreme Court justices? Uh, my, my argument would start that it's the Constitution, in human government, which follows what's been given it power, right? Because someone's someone's given that authority, and that's God. Um, so to be subject to your governing authority, I think that starts with being subject to the principles inside of the Bible, which all too many Christians are not familiar with mm-hmm. in, a, in a scary level. And then from there, um, you'll find that most things then fall under the Constitution of the United States. And then from there, you know, you can go president, school teachers. Sure, yeah. Right? But starting, I think those are the two biggest things that you have to make your foundation off gotcha. of. Gotcha. So, so what I hear you saying, and you can correct me if I'm wrong, but you're saying that from God, through his word, we have this call to submit to governing authorities. And so then when we consider what are our human governing authorities here in America, particularly in a governmental sense, um, the constitution would be the very first one that we should be submissive to. Interesting. Okay. So it seems to me that most students would not necessarily come in with that perspective. Like they would think of the president as the highest authority in the country. Right. Uh, I think like probably most of the time as like the president and Congress, like they're the ones that are in the news all the time. The constitution is not, you know, not (laughs) not front page news. right? Right. So do, in your guys' experience at class, like do do students, is this like an aha moment when you kind of develop this or or with parenting and with, you know, other homeschool and Christian, you know, influences? What yeah. I, like do they come in with this perspective or is or is this kind of new? Like 
you know, to bring, bring our listeners into like that state class experience when sure. you've got, I don't know, 10, 20, 30, you know, students coming into your alumni track. Is this a, is this a consistent experience one way or the other? Yeah. I mean, just to like speak simply, like with the foundation that we talk about at team back, you know, within the government branches and like, you know, kind of what you're saying, you know, we think a lot about, you know, legislators and the president, you know, being the people in power. And I think, you know, specifically within, you know, the executive branch, something about the president, like the people that are enforcing the law, you know, that's the one that's like, you know, that's where power goes to in our head. Like who's, you know, most powerful person and, you know, in the U S or something like that, it kind of goes, you know, the president or something like that. Cause that's like, you know, where you tie all those things back together. <clears throat> but I think, you know, where Steven's coming from, it's like, you know, this whole thing about, you know, checks and balances, this whole thing about, you know, where's our country first rooted from, you know, is that foundation, you know, where it's built off of. And so it's like, I think the constitution is something that everybody knows and everybody wants to have their rights and everybody wants to, you know, be patriotic to the sense like that we want to be true to who America was created to be. Um, but oftentimes it is just very, you know, we, we, we fall into this idea just like, you know, Oh, this is the person that's in power just because they're our president. They're the person that's on the headlines or the person that's enforcing, you know, the law in this way. Um, and so it can be in a way easy to, um, let it kind of fall to the back burners of like, you know, where's our foundation? And we know, where does this power even come from in the beginning? Um, and that, I think that's just kind of a lot of times where it falls to first, um, firstly, when it comes to, you know, a new student, you know, trying to understand what government means. That's really good. I think that's a really important layer. Yeah. And often when you, you know, that look, when you can see the wheels are turning. Yeah. <laughs> I get that look every time when this is dropped. Um, but what I often find happens, and this is only with four or five different student bodies I've done this with, um, you'll have those who immediately agree. Who knows if they actually agree or not, or just I speak well, so they tend to agree with that. <laughs> um, you have those who can immediately tell are trying to think around it. And usually in opposition, what we first get, which I actually think is a very logical point to go to, is like, well, Kim Jong-un doesn't allow Bibles, Right. Does that mean we now have to submit to that if right. he's the highest authority in a nation, which is why I think it is so critical to remember what the highest authority is in the first place, um, which is a Bible, right? God has a beautiful plan that somehow it's not big enough. My mind's not big enough to understand is incorporating Kim Jong-un, but specifically in the United States. Currently, we find that principles that were under slowly fall under that, um, the Bible and then the constitution. Yeah. And I, you know, to, to, to kind of tie up that point, you know, there's that part in acts where the apostles are, you know, told to refrain from proclaiming the gospel and they say, no, we will right. obey God rather than man. And so there's certainly, you know, for our Christian brothers and sisters in China, there is a civil disobedience that is morally mm. good and upright. Right. 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 Um, and, and because ultimately you're submitting to God's highest authority. But let's think about that in our American context, because I feel like that's, it almost creates almost like this gray area. Like in, in, in your example with Kim Jong-un, it, it feels like, oh, well, if it's very clearly against God's will, you know, I can't have a Bible, can't read my Bible, etc., then I must disobey the, the highest human leader and obey God. I'm going to get a Bible. I'm going to keep a Bible. Okay. Maybe somebody makes that decision. Right. Yeah. But in American government, you know, because we have this democratic Republic, there's an opportunity to voice disagreement to say, no, I actually don't like that policy. Hey, I don't like that decision. Hey, I think we should move more this way, more that way, whatever it is. Yeah. And 
I feel like some Christians and some people who would call themselves Christians gravitate toward that a little, maybe too heavily, um, where it becomes like, well, since I'm given the liberty by the Constitution to vote and to have a freedom of assembly and freedom of speech, I can basically say and do whatever I want about the political you know, powers that be. And so what I've seen is a lot of people who will, um, in very slanderous ways, refer yeah, to people yeah. that they don't agree with, right? So they'll refer to, um, let's say it's somebody who's a Democratic voter. They might refer to uh, President Trump with, you know, some very unkind words and um, and refer to President Biden in very kind words or you know, on the, on the democratic side, you have, or on the Republican side, you have certain people who will, you know, repeat certain phrases, um, that are very demeaning of other political figures on, on the left that they disagree with. And, and when I sit back and look at that and I'm like, okay, I see Christians, I see people who are claiming the name Christ, who are Mm, meant to be imitators of Christ, who are meant to show culture, show other people in their neighborhood and on social media what it looks like to follow Jesus. Yeah. And they're defaming, you know, some other person. They're saying slanderous things about some other person. I don't see submission there. Mm -mm. So what does that look like? Because I feel like there is, it it shouldn't be a totally gray area. I think there's wisdom to be applied here because I think you should be able to voice a disagreement and even post that on social media. I think you should be able to say, I totally disagree with president Biden on this issue. And here's why, like, I, th- I think there's a respectful way of submitting, but also participating in the process. Have you guys been able to get into any conversations in that mm-hmm. regard with students? Yeah. I, I don't know about you, Caleb, but I know for me, that's been a very common place that it just always goes to. I could, I think as far as not necessarily hot topics, but very relevant topics that have provoked a lot of questions, um, specifically in the younger generations, that comes to mind. Personally, what I believe and what I tend to encourage um, the students that I work with kind of goes off of what Peter encouraged um, in 1 Peter 3.15. He's specifically talking about his testimony, but he says that um, always be prepared to make a defense for anyone who asks for a reason for the hope that is in you, yet do it with gentleness and respect. When we slander someone, right, online, classic Twitter feeds getting in there. Maybe that's not a saying I became a Christian, but how much is that part of our testimony? Oh, wow. I think that's a ginormous part of our testimony. I think the words that we say are probably more of our testimony in this culture than sometimes the actions we do because people don't see our actions very much anymore. Um, And I think you need to speak truth, right? Sometimes the truth is that that policy or that politician or the act that they did or the act that the uh, policy will do is very wrong. You need to speak that, right? But there isn't very many circumstances that I can think of right now that you should speak that without gentleness and respect. Mm. So needed. It reminds me a lot of the conversation that we had last year regarding the alumni track within this, you know, the idea of free speech. You know, that was the the, the alumni track specifically for uh, the 2021 season. Um, and and I'm, I'm remembering it and it's like, I think I'm, I think it's from Acts 4. Uh, there was a story within, um, you know, Peter and John being questioned before the Sanhedrin and like, how are they responding to, you know, a situation where it's like almost their, um, their speech, you know, being censored. You know, and we were, I remember a conversation you're having with an alumni track last year. You know, how do we respond in those situations? You know, are we supposed to respond, you know, out of a place of, you know, pride, out of a place of, you know, I'm a patriot and this is going to be my revolt. Um, 
and, and it kind of, it falls back to, you know, our identity. But like, I think, you know, when we have these moments where maybe there is a gray area within like, you know, how do we respond to submitting to a government when there's, you know, maybe it's not saying, you know, oh, you can't read your Bible. Or, oh, you can't worship God. It's maybe not specifically saying, you know, how, you know, this is violating exactly, you know, everything that the Bible says. But even in those gray areas, it's like, you know, do we respond out of, you know, this, you know, this kind of almost, you know, self-righteousness to be like, you know, this is, you know, what my rights are, or is there supposed to be kind of an, like a sincerity and love about, you know, who's our ultimate authority? You know, it's Christ, you know, how would he act in these situations? You know, what are we supposed to imitate? You know, are we supposed to be imitators of just, you know, the things that we believe from a personal note and from a, you know, like a, uh, just like, you know, this is, this is what our rights are. And this is, you know, where my pride's at. My pride is, you know, first in being yeah. a citizen of the U S before being a citizens of Christ, you know, it's like, where are our priorities in a way? Sure. Um, and I think, you know, when, when we check ourselves, you know, to be able to walk with the spirit and be able to say, you know, am I have a, having a sincerity and love within the way I think and the way that I respond in in speech and in action, like, you know, is that, you know, the way that I'm processing, you know, making these decisions when it comes to responding to the government. Um, and I remember like a lot, and this is kind of like a throwback, but you know, team pack used to have that kind of, uh, the, the, I think it was like the babysitter skit where it's talking about, you know, um, you know, a, you know, a parent gives a babysitter, you know, responsibility over their child for a night. And then the babysitter says like, Oh, you know, go break a window or something like that. You know, the, you know, the child's like, you know, okay, my ultimate authority is my parent and they would not want me to break a window, you know? Yeah. And yeah. so it's like, there's those, you know, specific lines where you're like, okay, this is, you know, not what's within the you know, authority that, you know, is my first priority, you know, my first calling to be, um, you know, a follower of Christ. But even within those, you know, areas that aren't specifically outlined, it's like, you know, how can I just be an imitator of Christ and following the way that he calls me to be? Man, that's a great way to wrap up our conversation. When I think about um, the ways that we can engage in this particular country, there's so many different opportunities, whether it's you know, the free speech that we have just within our friend groups or whether that's on social media and the, the, the larger than life, uh, platform that that gives you to communicate ideas. Um, even the way that peaceful protesting and, you know, I was talking to one of the other program directors about different suffrage movements and how those resulted in like unequivocally good things like women or people of color being able to vote. Like I am so grateful that we were able to do peaceful protests at different times to make some of those things happen. Right. Um, there's obviously voting is the topic that we're talking about over these episodes and voting in and of itself is a way of still participating in a submissive way, but also being able to create change for good. And so, man, there's, I'm so grateful. Like it, it makes me value the liberty that we have in the United States in a particular way that Stephen, you know, you got us started talking about, you know, how different movements in history, different places, you know, we haven't had this, like it's been some dark times, right. You know, right. going back to Nero, yeah. pretty dark times when <laughs> yeah. he's after Christians, like for their lives, you know, when, when that's, um, when that's, when your life totally depends on, you know, what that governing official does or does not do. And so I think the encouragement then to our listeners is really to, engage this question. Like, am Mm -hmm. I, before I'm talking to my friends, before I'm posting on social media, before I'm voting, before I'm joining that rally, whatever it is, like, am I receiving with a heart of submission to governing authorities? Am I ultimately submitting to the Lord? And if you are, then you're probably doing a wonderful job of imitating Christ and showing Christ to the world. And Stephen, like you said, presenting a testimony of Christ. And man, you guys are getting me so pumped for just (laughs) what you guys are doing at the state class with these students. They need that. The next generation needs that kind of leadership. 
That's why Teen Pact exists. And so I just want to thank you two for your leadership this year. Um, as program directors, you guys are making a huge difference this year, but it's also a multi-generational thing, right? Like you're training the next generation that trains the next, that trains the next. And so thank you guys, not just for the ways you're leading staff teams or emceeing student bodies or whatever, yeah. but thank you for leading this alumni track. It It is a significant spiritual good in the lives of these students. And I just want to thank you. Thanks, Quinn. Yeah. Thanks so much for joining us for the Team Pack podcast, guys. This has been fun. Thank you for joining us for this special edition of the Team Pact podcast. Have any questions about today's episode? Send us an email at communications at teampact.com, or you can visit our website for more information about our programs and state classes. <laughs>